We shall go on to the end. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in you. There we go. We are live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 65 of The Art of Surrender. And I'm joined by returning guests now, second time on the podcast. It's been about a year and a half. Uh, Stephen Erseg, who is fighting on Eternal MMA, sorry, Eternal MMA 73 on Saturday, the 11th of February at HBF Stadium in Perth. Stephen, how are you, mate? How are things going? Yeah, good. So, like, sort of. Training camp's starting to die down now, like this last hard week. Um, so that's enjoyable. Um, what, yeah. What's the date now? We are the 3rd of Feb, so it's Saturday week, right? Not this weekend, yep. next weekend. Yeah, that's exactly correct. Yeah, so what, is the, what are the next couple, of, uh, next couple of weeks leading up to the fights look like usually? Uh, so, yeah, uh, well, six weeks out and all that sort of stuff, like uh, training gets quite difficult. So the training intensity goes way up and doing a lot of shark tanks and yeah a lot of a lot of hard work and it's exhausting so trying to just shovel food into my body and rest as much as possible um two weeks out i sort of start slowing down my strength and conditioning so um i'm still working hard but the training load goes down and then one week out it's just um just like staying sharp so i'll do pads and stuff like that nothing too crazy um mostly about the weight cut the last week so yeah try and stay healthy hey yeah exactly mate so this is what is it it's been about a year and a half since we've had a chat last time we spoke you were fresh off um victory over cody haddon which was you know one of the best fights on eternal at the time um and i guess maybe like a good way to kind of get to where we are on eternal we'll talk i mean you know what let's start off by talking about the fight that you've got up and then maybe we can backtrack and talk about the last year and a half or so and kind of like what's been going on because there's been a lot there on your end since our last yep. chat um but as i mentioned at the start steven's fighting on mm uh, eternal mma number 73 which will be on ufc fight pass um next saturday night sorry yeah saturday no friday night sorry right it'll be, it'll be saturday night Saturday, that's right. Sorry. And then the UFC 284 in Perth is on the Sunday. So it's a huge um, it's a huge weekend of MMA in Perth. And um, what it, you know, what's your take on the matchup? Uh, yeah. So, like, um, I think with all the troubles I've had getting fights full stop, just people saying no and stuff, like the fact that he said yes proved that he's a tough guy, he's like a real fighter type thing. Um, yeah. He... He's tricky in certain areas. So he's like got a black belt in judo. He's some like nice little foot sweeps and stuff like that. He looks like he uh, has decent jiu-jitsu on top at least. Um, and yeah, it's sort of his game. Like he, not like he's a terrible striker. He has some things that he can do. Like going forward, he looks okay. The southpaw. Um, going backwards, he looks pretty average. But um, yeah, he's, he's a decent fighter. So um, I think... Uh, I think basically I'm more well-rounded than he is. And I mean, that's usually what I think anyway, but um, I really do think that if I can get into some wrestling, wrestling scrambles and stuff like that, I think I can gas him pretty, pretty quick. And then I can really start putting some pressure on him on the feet. 
Yeah. So what's, yeah. what's the plan to, to wrestle and try and get top position there? And, and then when standing, get him tied and make him go backwards. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, if I can, yeah, that's pretty much the game plan. Just yeah, push him, push him, make him work hard in the wrestle and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I really do feel like I'm going to finish him in the second round. In the second round. Okay. Yeah. What, are, what, are we, what are we talking? Sub here or TKO? Uh, I said it um, in a previous interview, basically whatever he feels more comfortable with. <laughs> so yeah. I plan to be putting pressure on the feet and if he wants to shoot desperately and get finished on the ground, that's that's his business. So Yeah, Roger that. And he so that our previous interview, I'm guessing that's the Eternal Insiders podcast. Uh, I think I yeah, I think it was that one. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh you maybe maybe you've done a few things now. There's yeah, a bit of yeah. bit of noise around you, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I um I haven't seen that interview. I, I try to avoid watching any other interviews people yeah. have done with guests, leading, like especially fighters and stuff, just because it's. I want to be objective and you know come with my own ideas, not not have something else kind of like influence me. Um, but yeah, so you're the guy. You're I don't know anything about your opponent to be honest. Like, but what's his name? Soichiro Hirai, and yep. he's a Japanese fighter. Is that right? So is he? Is he actually coming over from Japan, or is he Japanese and he lives here and he's fighting on this circuit? What's your no, take? No, so he's from Japan and they're flying him in from Japan. Um, yeah, we basically exhausted all the uh, possibilities of people from Australia. And, um, yeah, the only option was to look abroad. And luckily somebody eventually said yes. Yeah, and and it's only fitting that, you know, the fight you've got now is like the day before the UFC 284 because you've, um, you know, this, you know, you're supposed to fight on contender series and that didn't happen. So uh, following our fight, sorry, uh, following our chat after your Cody fight, I believe you had one more fight for Eternal and then, and you won, was it a decision or a TKO? No, I finished in, in the first with a submission. That's right. I actually watched it live. I just have a terrible memory if I'm yeah. honest with you, <laughs> but I, I did watch it live. Yeah. Um, so yeah, since, since then, like, what's the story, you know, after that fight, you obviously got a call up for Dana White's contender series. So what's, what's your sort of, you know, take on all that? Yeah, obviously I was very excited when I got the call up. Um, I was training very hard. Um, and then I can't remember like four weeks out or something like that, six weeks out. Um, I got the news that my visa got denied. Um, we were sort of going back and forth with the UFC and all that sort of stuff, trying to figure out why that happened. And, um, yeah, we didn't end up getting a reason. So, uh, that was very frustrating. Um, obviously, because I couldn't get a visa, they uh, pulled me from the fight. Um, I still got over. I, I still went over. I was allowed to go over and visit as a um, on like holiday, but I just couldn't work, which is obviously unfortunate. Yeah. So I got to watch the Contender Series and all that sort of stuff still. But, um, yeah, that was yeah hard to be that close and then yeah, look at it. Sorry, my dogs are going crazy. Um, to lose out on an opportunity like that. Um, when I got back, um, I wanted to get back to being active because, as you know, like the UFC, they don't like people trying to wait and uh, hope for their opportunity again. They want people that are active and fighting. So I tried to book an appointment for I uh, and a uh, what's it called a fight for October, uh, October last year on Eternal, um, and unfortunately again I couldn't find anybody that said yes. Um, so came around to this. February and almost lost out again on having a fight, but got lucky in the end. Right. So you're, 
Fair enough. So the contender series stuff, was there any ch- talk? Obviously, if you'd won your fight there, chances are you would have got signed to the USC, you know, if things went well, right? Yes. That all fell through. Have you? Do you have any sort of assurances from them about getting signed? No. Sorry, I'm going to close this door. The dogs are annoying me. Um, all right. No worries, mate. No assurances from the UFC. Um, they basically just said get more fights. And um, if I were to be on the contender series again, um, they are confident they could get a visa this time. So um, I don't know why they're confident, whether they know the reason I didn't get the visa or whatever, but um, that's sort of what I've been told. So the, the plan is to just win the fight on the weekend and either get either get another shot at Dana White's or um, get signed to the UFC? Yeah, well, that's the cool part, right? Like the UFC is the next day, so hopefully there's a lot of people that work in the UFC there. And um, if I can put on a good performance... Um, and they hear the crowd and all that sort of thing. Hopefully it uh, helps, does nothing but help my uh, yeah. be in the UFC. And um, you're in the co-main on Saturday um, for Eternal. And I know um, Rod Costa's fighting in the main event, but I'm not sure if that fight's actually going ahead. Uh, so he's got a new opponent. He had Van Heerden, obviously that one fell through. But he's yep. fighting... Um, Kakembo, I think his name is. Sam Kakembo. So they have a, they've announced that. Yeah, right. So it's going yeah. ahead. You're on the co-main then. Yes. Yeah, right. So, and what's the, what's the status, mate? Are you, the, I'm asking all these questions, right? Are you the flyweight champion for Eternal, right? Yes. Oh, no, not anymore. I got stripped when I went to the contender. Ah, right. Yeah. That's right. So I've been doing some digging around and I don't know how I feel about kind of like what I'm about to surface to you or, or if, okay. it'll, if it'll stick at all. But I went on Eternal's um, website, looked at their like list of champions and under the flyweight division, it's kind of blank. They've got yeah. champions in every other division, which kind of yeah. like reconciles with what you're saying. You got stripped yes. when you went to Dana White's. But then when you click on the flyweight link, it actually redirects to your profile. I don't know if you know that. Oh, so no, have, yeah, no idea. So I think they've just hidden it at the front, but you're still the at the back. You are now, <laughs> okay, mate. If you type, I don't know if you how you feel about this, but if you type um, Stephen Urseg like athlete UFC into Google, it actually pops up and it says that you're an yeah. athlete for the UFC. Yes, yeah, as so of as that, of the second, your octagon debut is apparently the second of February, which was yeah, apparently you had your debut yesterday. So are yeah. you sure you haven't been signed to the UFC, mate? <laughs> um, actually, I did fight last week. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so what happened is um, they do that with all the people that go through the contender series and stuff. So if you look up Sean Etchell, he'll have his athlete page up as well. If you look up um, a guy I fought a long time ago, Sun Gak Choi, who's fighting on road to UFC, his name will be there. So, yeah, just the thing that they do when they have uh, people on the contender, they now get put, put up on the side as well. Prospects and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. well, mate, things look good for you. This fight this weekend sounds sounds like it's going to be a good one. And like on the on the card, there's also um, it's a pretty good card in Perth, mate. Like I said, we got Rod Costa. I don't know Sam Kakambo. Um, Eldon Bates returns. He's fighting John Varke. They're both both been on Eternal and great fighters. Um, Alan Philpot. He's friend of the podcast as well and then a couple of local Perth stars in uh Quill and Sal Killed and Lawrence White Smith the two people that also stand out to me what's what's your take on the card mate anyone else you're looking forward to um seeing yeah there's um it's a great card like uh, uh the only other fight I can think of at the moment that you didn't mention was the uh Liam Hoskin Moses Deng fight I'm looking forward to that one like I trained with Liam Hoskins so I'm 
uh, obviously written for him, and he should put on a great performance. I'm very excited for him. What does what does he usually bring to the table? I actually didn't didn't know yeah, fight with him. A, I'm not sure who that is. Yeah, he's an amateur. Um, he's uh been fighting for a while in the flyweight division as well. But um, he's yeah going to put some good pace on, good boxing pressure, and um, yeah, he's like very fit. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. Yeah, and um, throughout all your um camp, you know, obviously you're fighting a Japanese fighter, and I know you fight a little a little bit around Perth, right? You kind of go to the scrappy guys. You're, you're just kind of the the wrestling. Um, what's the is it Gladiator wrestling? Yeah. You do a few different things. So what what are your training camps and stuff look like right now? Um, yeah, obviously, because I'm moving around a lot, it's like sometimes hard to manage when I'm doing the hard stuff. Like I'll go to like scrappy on a Wednesday morning or something, and then I go to Gladiator Wednesday night, and they're both trying to like absolutely smash me. So I'm trying to do my best to uh, uh, what's it called uh, sort of be be responsible with my own training. Like if I know that I had a really hard session in the morning, I might attempt to maybe just do technique that night if it was really hard or blah blah. blah. I mean, I'm pretty bad at it. I'll I hate saying no to things. So um, yeah. more often than not, if I get smashed in the morning, I'll still go to night training. If they're going to smash me at night, I just deal with it and then have a good sleep and eat a lot of food basically. But um, no, it's, it's good because I get a lot of good training partners and stuff like that. And obviously everybody has different expertise. So I gain a lot of knowledge that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, just managing sometimes the, the intensity of the training can be the hard part. Yeah. Who, who are some of the key people that you've been training with? Uh, so obviously at, Wilkes, I have um, all our guys. So we have um, the probably the jiu-jitsu guy there is uh, Lockie. Um, he had a fight a long time ago in Eternal. Um, Lockie Williams. Um, I have, yeah, heaps of people from like all the guys that I train with at Wilkes, Josh DeMargo, Doug, John, Jim. Like there's a whole heap of them that I train with all the time. And like they're really good training partners. They help me out a lot. Um, at Scrappy, I've got like Rod. i got Darcy. I've got... Um, Drill itch. I got mini T. Like it's like a whole heap of them that I train with there. And then at wrestling, I got probably people that you don't know because wrestling yeah. scenes are not that big. But like Tom Barnes and TJ, um, yeah, all of them really, really good, athletic, technical guys. And um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without all those guys. So. Mate, it all, it all comes together a eh? little bit of little bit of all, all that. When you study, when you study things yourself, um, do do you do you like just watch watch fights, or do you go on like BJJ fanatics, or maybe you know whatever striking website? How do you how do you try to like learn more yourself outside of um, just the coaches and the training partners that you're actually touching and training all the time? Yeah, so like you do a combination of all of it. So sometimes you watch fights because. Um, like breakdowns are great, but they don't necessarily uh, – they have their own eye and they pick up certain things, but you might pick up something different. So sometimes I watch fights, sometimes I watch breakdowns, um, uh, and sometimes I just like watch different people in the gym that I think do something well, the way they move and blah, blah, blah and I'll try to apply it to the way I strike and stuff like that. So just, yeah, I try to take inspiration from a lot of different things. Yeah, and if you're if you're watching fights, what are some of the ways that you like get the most out of it? Are you are you slowing it down in slow motion and stuff like that, or just watching it live and just absorbing what you can? Uh, most of the time, I watch it live, and then if there's a part I want to watch 
specifically, I'll go back and watch it over and over again. It's rare that I'll slow it down. I feel like I just watch it more often at the live pace. But every now and then, like it's a bad camera angle or um, they're doing yeah. something very specific I can't quite see. So I will slow it down. But um, mostly I watch it live. And if there's something I really want to key into, I just replay that clip or that part of the video over and over again. Yeah, and then and then of course wake up the next day and completely forgot what you were looking at, right? Like just <laughs> feel, uh, feel like I'm a slow actually, learner, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good with that. If I watch something, I usually like the next day I remember during the round. So like if I wake up, I won't even be thinking about it, and then all of a sudden I'll be in the position. I'm like, oh, that's what Gordon did, or oh, that's what uh, Shogun did, or and I'll start trying to apply it there. I, I don't know why, but I'm seem to be pretty good at that. I mean, that might explain why you're, you know, borderline in the UFC and fighting <laughs> at fighting at a pro level. Someone like myself, I'll, I'll study something for like 10 hours, go to class and then just be like, what position was that? Where, where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... I think that's pretty common, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the coach will show you and then you sit back down and then you're like, yeah, I need to see that again. I don't remember any yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I will go, I'll watch a position. Mostly when I think the position is easy, I'll watch it go, oh, no, that's simple as. I'll do that next time I'm there. And I'll get to the position and I'm like, did he switch this way or did he switch that way? Is his elbow here? Oh, I've got to watch the whole thing again. I have no idea. Yeah, but, mate. Uh, yeah. And it's, we want to, because we're, I, I don't know if we're all perfectionists, but we want to get it right. You don't want to like, yeah. when, when you're not sure, you're kind of like, I don't know, you want to know you're doing it right. There's, yeah, there's something to be said though for uh, like trial and error. Um, some of the best uh, techniques I have now um, are from just heaps and heaps of, uh, back and forth with my dad or my coach David Wilkes um, will be in a position and then I'll do I'll do a guillotine and then for some reason it won't work or have a counter and then I'll go okay well when I do this you do this and we'll just like go through the position over and over again without necessarily watching a tape or a video yeah uh, and that's ex- like my favorite submission is the guillotine um, and that's exactly what I did I just with dad over and over and over and over again because he had Unfortunately for me at the time, he had a uh, very tough neck and just right. getting his neck was not easy. And so just going over it just, yeah, for ages. I used to guillotine the dog and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> lots, of, yeah, lots of stupid stuff. Application of your own knowledge, right? It can, you know, yeah. continue to sink in and learn more. Um, exactly. With So, you know, with all the um, – I just want to touch on the Dana White stuff again. I know the Contender Series stuff – I know you were going into that and you were probably, hopefully you would have gone in there and done it, done well, mate. But now yeah. we're like sort of down the track. How, how long ago was that? Almost a year now, six months or at least, at least six months, something like that. Yeah, it was, uh, I think August last year was contender. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how much, how much do you reckon that six months is, you know, how much of a benefit is that for you in terms of your own development oh, between, yeah. between now and then, you know? Yeah. I've improved heaps. Like, um, I, for Australian MMA, my wrestling, I think, has been uh, the best uh, in MMA for the last year or so, maybe more. Mm. But, um, yeah, in the last six months, just every, like my wrestling full stop has just improved heaps. Um, technically, my striking, like, it doesn't necessarily look great to some people, but, like, offensively um, and, like, tactically, I make good decisions. And I just think I'm starting to tighten up my defense and everything's starting to get a little bit sharper. Um yeah, it's, I, I've improved heaps. I'd kill myself from a year ago. Yeah, yeah, that's good to hear. And what what, what do you what do you enjoy training the most? Uh, punching people in the face is pretty fun. 
Um, so <laughs> probably striking, but um, yeah, I'm probably better at wrestling. So yeah, that yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you enjoy striking more, but you're better at wrestling. Yeah. Fair enough. That's like <laughs> me. Um, I enjoyed footy more, but I was better at cricket. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's how it goes. Um, what's mate with everything going on? What's your take on the um the UFC event on the Sunday after yours? Oh, it's going to be great. Um, you- obviously got the uh the main event, which is Islam versus Bulk, and that's yeah, champion versus champion, number one pound for pound. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great fight. Um, and then they've got so many Australians and New Zealanders on the card. Um, and the one I'm most excited for is to see Jack Deller in there again. Um, hopefully knock another guy, just spark unconscious in the first round. That'd be exciting. Yeah, man. I, I was going to say, what do you mean? It, the I, I don't want to disrespect Volkanovski, Volkanovski, but I was going to be, I was going to say, isn't Jack Deller in the main event? <laughs> the, the people's yeah, main it'll event. Feel boy. Like, it'll definitely feel like that for all the Perth guys for sure. Um, yeah, it'll go off when that fight starts. Hundred percent, hundred percent. What's your What's your take on the um, Makachev versus Volkanovski fight? You reckon um, Volk can get it done? I have no idea. I keep, yeah, I have no idea. Like, obviously, Islam bigger than. Volk is, and like theoretically, you think that his wrestling is taking everybody else down, so he should take Volk down, hold him down. But being five six and built the way he's built, it's going to be hard to get like under his hips and like stop him from being able to stand up. And I think Volk, like the way he strikes, his setups and stuff like that, is so much better. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the answer. I really hope Volk gets the win, though. Oh, man, can you can you imagine the scenes if Volkanovski like TKOs or knocks out Islam Makachev? Can you imagine that? It'd be nuts. It'd be like Argentina's party um, after Leo Messi basically won the World Cup. That'll oh, be perfect. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon it'd almost be like Holly Holm when she head kicked Ronda. Yeah, yeah, it'll be crazy, mate. I'm. 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 You know. I'm hoping. I don't. I don't know how it goes either way. Like the head says, you know, Islam's way bigger and he's been so dominant and all that stuff. But the heart's just like, man, I want to see Volt get it done. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Um, what about the Jack Della, Randy Brown? We've got you know Justin Tafa, Jimmy Crute, Tyson Pedro, or Pedro, um, Josh Coolabau, uh, Shannon Ross, Jamie yeah. Malarkey, Jack Jenkins, man, Shane Young, man, it doesn't end. Yes, we got a lot of talent. It's good to see. Yeah, I didn't even know we had that many that, that many people in the UFC. Um, so to have them all on one card is yeah, very exciting. Mm. And I mean, we're still missing. You know, who, who are we missing? Uh, Jake Matthews, um, Jesse Jess, Bam Bam. Yeah. Uh, who else is there? Well, Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker. That's that's what, and just all of the rest of City Kickboxing, right? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> But they'll have their. They've got their own card. I'm sure. Um, a few of those will be on the uh the Pereira uh easy card when oh, that yeah. comes up. Yeah, probably. Mate, so he he's to look forward into uh forward to in the UFC. I don't want to get too far in front of your fight next next weekend, but um, what, what you know, how do you feel about the flyweight division right now in the UFC? That is. Um, I think there's well, with Figgy leaving to go to bantamweight, there's one. Really good guy. I think Pantoja is pretty good too, but um, I really do think that I could beat those guys. Um, even 
right now I could beat Moreno. I think my style matched up really well against him. And obviously, like a year and a half ago or two years ago, I wouldn't have said that. But watching it now and like feeling the way I'm feeling about my skill set and stuff like that, I really think I could go in there. I mean, it would be a tough fight, don't get me wrong, but I really do think I could beat Moreno. Um, yeah, so, I, yeah, if I get it, as soon as I'm there, I think I'm going to pretty fast. Mate, that's a big call. You think you think you could take out the UFC flyweight world champion right now? I sure do. You sure, sure do. do. Yeah. So, what what kind of a run are we looking like? Are we looking at getting like going into the UFC kind of like Izzy? You get in there, you're ready to go, you run through straight up to the title and just win it. Or like, yeah, you know, I, I Jack Della have. seems like he's on that kind of trajectory himself. Conor McGregor did that, right? Like they they yeah. get to the UFC and they're ready. Yeah, well, that's exactly how I feel right now. Um, I think I think. Uh, like physically, like 27, I think I'm like hitting my prime now. Uh, mentally, I'm starting to train better. I'm starting to think better. Like a lot of things are going in my favor. And I don't think the flyweight division is very deep. So I think once you're there, you get to a shot pretty fast as long as you're uh, interesting as far as like your fighting style. If you're trying to finish people, I think you'll get to the title pretty quick. Yeah, mate, a good shout. It's not too deep. There's names in the top 15 who I, I don't even know who they are. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're not finishing anybody. They're not. You don't know who exactly. You don't know who they are. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to beat up a few people and then uh, be a world champ, mate. So what's that means? Uh, you get the dub next weekend. You got to make your call that, eh? Big, big opportunity right before UFC two eight four to make make a statement and put your name at the top of that list, right? Yeah. Do you have any yeah. idea if any UFC people are going to be there? I don't know for sure. I'm pretty. Uh, I think some of the matchmakers will be there, like Mick Maynard, maybe, or something like that. But um, yeah, I haven't been told for sure that these people are in the building, but I have a suspicion. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I'm look. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I was going to say, do you have anything else to add? Because I'm. I might need a run now. Twelve. Been half an hour, so I might need to get back to work. Middle of the day type thing. Um, maybe we can save some time if you want. We'll catch up after the fight and have a bit more of a chat and then kind of discuss what's next. Yeah, I'm happy to do that for sure. Um, always enjoy being on this podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I, pre- I appreciate that. Thanks for coming on. Um, that's episode number 65. You're welcome anytime, um, whether you're in the UFC, whatever, mate. Happy to have a chat, support even local fighters, which is what we've been doing. Um, so, Stephen, appreciate your time and uh, maybe I'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, cool. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And yeah, I look forward to it. Thanks, mate. Catch up with you soon. Yeah. Bye.